Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Have you seen someone stroke their neck or even their chest and wondered what it means? Joe Navarro tells us all about pacifying behaviors in his book, What Everybody is Saying. Welcome to the Bite Size Sales Podcast, where we believe that sales is the most important team in a B2B company that the sales team deserves great sales skills training but usually doesn't get it, and that taking bite-sized steps each day to get better at your craft is the best way to improve results. I am your host, Andrew Monaghan, and I'm using my experiences in B2B sales to bring you simple, actionable ideas every day to help you get better. Welcome to episode 43 of the Bite Size Sales Podcast. I'm recording this in the middle of December 2019. For those that you are up to date on the episodes, we're now into the final stretch of the year, of the quarter, depending on which calendar you're on. So I don't know about you, but I've sat in on sales meetings, um, sales calls, uh, in-person ones, and be able to see some pretty obvious signs Nonverbal communication signs, right? I can tell when someone's engaged. I can tell when someone's excited. You can tell when someone's bored out their mind, distracted, right? There's obvious things you just kind of look at and you can sense where people are at. But there's also a whole bunch of things that happen. People act a certain way that I don't really know what it means, right? Without being being an expert in in uh, nonverbal communications and some of which you, you kind of let it wash over you and you ignore some of it. You, you might think you, you've got an urban myth kind of knowledge about what's, what that means or what it doesn't mean. In his book, uh, What Everybody is Saying, Joe Navarro writes about what he calls pacifying behaviors. And Joe is an ex-FBI agent and written a whole book about nonverbal communications. And I want to read one bit out about this. So reading straight from the book. As you study nonverbal behavior, you will discover that whenever there's a limbic response, it will be followed by what I call pacifying behaviors. These actions, often referred to in the literature as adapters, serve to calm us down after we experience something unpleasant or downright nasty. In its attempt to restore itself to normal conditions, the brain enlists the body to provide comforting behaviors. Since these are outward signals that can be read in real time, we can observe and decode them immediately and in context. 
Neck touching and or stroking is one of the most significant and frequent pacifying behaviors we use in responding to stress. One person may rub or massage the back of his neck with his fingers. Another may stroke the sides of his neck or just under the chin above the Adam's apple, tugging at the fleshy area of the neck. This area is rich with nerve endings that when stroked, reduce blood pressure, lower the heart rate, and calm the individual down. Over the decades that I have studied nonverbal behaviors, I have observed that there are gender differences in the way men and women use the neck to pacify themselves. Typically, men are more robust in their pacifying behaviors, grasping or cupping their necks just beneath the chin with their hands, thereby stimulating the nerves of the neck, which in turn slow the heart rate down and have a calming effect. Sometimes men will stroke the sides or the back of the neck with their fingers or adjust their tie knot or shirt collar. Women pacify differently. For example, when women pacify using the neck, they will sometimes touch, twist, or otherwise manipulate a necklace if they're wearing one. The other way women neck pacify is by covering their suprasternal notch with their hand, which is the space above the shoulder blade and below the neck. Women touch their hands to this part of their neck and or cover it when they feel stressed, insecure, threatened, fearful, uncomfortable, or anxious. Interestingly, when a woman is pregnant, I've observed that her hand will initially move toward her neck, but the last moment will divert to her belly as if to cover the fetus. Watch a couple as they converse at a table in a restaurant or a cafe. If the woman begins to play with her necklace, most likely she's a little nervous. But if she transitions her fingers to her neck dimple, chances are there is an issue of concern to her as she feels very insecure. In most instances, if she's using her right hand on her neck dimple or suprasternal notch, she will cup her right elbow with her left hand. When the stressful situation is over or there's an intermission in the uncomfortable part of the discussion, her right hand will lower and relax across her folded left arm. If the situation again becomes tense, her right hand will rise once again to the suprasternal notch. From a distance, the arm movement looks like the needle on a stress meter, moving from resting on the arm to the neck, upright, and back again, according to the level of stress experienced. So there you have it, reading straight from the book. So when these things happen, it's a sign that people are stressed and it's their way of comforting themselves. I love that story about being in the cafe at the restaurant and watching you know, a couple or people interact with each other and seeing that movement up to the neck or the, or the notch and, and seeing how they handle things. And one of the things I like about it is it's so easy to practice. And it's, you know, you can't easily just become observed someone who observes everything really easily. So going to practice it in the real world, but maybe in your personal life or even in business life in the office is a great way to get good at reading these things before you use it in front of of prospects or customers. So that's my action for you. If you're fascinated by this whole topic, Go and observe people in restaurants and cafes and see if they're touching their necks and you know, judge the level of conversation, the type of conversation that's happening as you're looking at these hand gestures as they're touching their neck or their notch.
If you like this episode, please share it wide and far. Spread the word. I get energy from seeing people download and use this content. So please just take 20 seconds to share it with anyone you think would like it too. This episode is sponsored by Unstoppable.do. Most sales teams are not trained effectively in the skills and mindset they deserve. And these are the most important people in the company. It's no wonder that only about 50% of reps make quota every year. Unstoppable is a service that helps sellers and leaders get great at the skills and mindset they need without taking time out of the field. It exists because if the sales team has the right skills and mindset, they thrive, they are confident, and they perform much better. Find out more and even get a free sales book at bitesizesales.com. And now to wrap up, as Dave Shepard, VP of Asia-Pacific and Japan at BitClass may or may not have once said, Training without implementation is just entertainment and pretty poor entertainment when Monaghan does it. So make sure you take action on what you learn and keep getting better every day. This world does not need more sales BS, so don't create anymore. Be great at the fundamentals, be honest, be real, be yourself, just do not BS. And finally, I'm signing off as the great Joe Sexton would by saying, gone to sell. It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you could help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, You can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber and explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.